0: Kuzo Zangpo and greetings from Bhutan. This is Denka's Getaway, travel blogger, vlogger, content creator, and author. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the rise of domestic tourism in Bhutan. Alright, so before I start talking about domestic tourism, let me talk about tourism. Bhutan as uh, the tourist destination in general. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like I, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like maybe half, if not at least like quarter of the population in the world might know about Bhutan. Hopefully, because of uh, the amount of attention Bhutan get as a travel destination. And honestly, kudos to people working at uh, tourism uh, Bhutan Department of Tourism. I mean, although they don't give me much work but at least i appreciate with the fact that they're working so hard especially in this transformative uh, process uh they are working so hard and now i see like put down flashing on various websites uh and newspapers like huge websites like Forbes. uh Lately, uh, Forbes uh, magazine came out saying Bhutan is uh, one of the five hottest travel destinations for vacation, right? And at the same time, even like other uh, popular popular travel posts, because I follow them a lot, so I get to see Bhutan there. It makes me utterly happy. So you know, like other channels like South. Uh, China Morning Post, Condé Nast Travellers, CNN Travellers, they have also rated some of the landscapes in Bhutan, especially like Taktsang, as the wonders, the wonders in the world. So, you know, these things makes me so happy because it only brands Bhutan as the next level travel destinations, right? I mean, of course, Bhutan is known in the world for uh, its unique and exotic... Uh, culture, tradition amazing landscape surreal, I don't like trekking uh, trekking um, and aesthetics uh, landscape and lot more so yeah like I said like in the world Bhutan is known like known for being the high end and SD like let's not talk about SDF but well Bhutan is known as the travel destination, and every time I meet tourists who come to Bhutan uh, I make sure I interview them at least the ones that I meet and I ask them you know of their experience being in Bhutan or how they have heard about Bhutan and you know most of them as they have always shared that they they have actually saved or they have had to save or plan their travel to Bhutan for like years and years because it's pretty expensive destination right but then again despite its expensiveness still uh, many of the tourists choose to travel to Bhutan because of its exclusivity right and uh, all this time like I don't know as far as I know as far as my opinion I feel like most of us we felt Bhutan uh was uh, the travel destination only for tourists not for Bhutanese unfortunately because when I first started to travel as a traveler it was a very new thing it was a very new thing for Bhutanese to travel within the kingdom uh, I mean, the elites, uh, people who had money, they would go out—Bangkok, Singapore, New York—I mean, you name it—they would travel abroad for leisure, vacation, I don't know, recreational activity, and a lot more. And honestly, like, not many people would really travel around Bhutan. And and the fact, and fun fact, like. When when I did my masters, right, I, I did uh, I <clears throat> studied masters in tourism management, and I had to do thesis about the travel behavior uh, regarding Britneys, and and it, it it was basically research and travels, right? And for that, I had to like l- read a lot, read a lot, find uh, literature, academic literature, and I had faced. I think and it was that moment of time when I, when I lost like 5 to 10 kilos because of the research and the amount of stress I had to go through uh searching facts about Bhutan especially the travel literature right so I would like just go on websites and most of the travel literature or most of the information that I got was basically from the travel websites which were pretty much pretty like plagiarized all most of the travel agents the websites like they they had like similar contents or they were either plagiarized and some of the books like i was very fortunate to bump uh, into some of the books right about uh, the travels uh, in bhutan and and I mean, uh, it wasn't strange at all. But most of them were written by expats, uh, foreigners, who either lived in Bhutan or traveled to Bhutan. So within a short period of time, they could come out with book. And it was very rare for Bhutanese travelers. I mean, forget about Bhutanese traveler. Even the academic literature were very rare. It was so hard. So that was one time when I sort of. Uh, I told myself that once I go back home, I'll contribute to travel literature uh, within my capacity. So that's exactly why when I returned, I started to blog because I felt the need of travel literature from Bhutan. Besides, uh, besides a few books written by expats, I mean, they were amazing. But I mean, I, I for some reason, I feel like locals, people's knowledge would be richer than someone who would have just like come to Bataan for a month for a week or who knows for days and then would have come up with a massive uh, books and even like sometimes I don't want to accuse this but Lonely Planet they they have like outdated uh, article or you know like write up about some destinations and landscapes and in that that sense I've lost like lots of respect uh, for the expat writers about my country i mean i still appreciate but then i have my own reservation but yeah so coming back to literatures uh, uh literatures and the travel behavior most of the um, bhutanese uh people would not really explore within i mean this is like even apparent right now most of even like bhutanese are Buddhist, right? We are known as one of the last, Changuila um, and the Buddhist kingdom in the world. And most of our parents, our grandparents, like in winter, they choose to travel abroad for pilgrimage, especially to our neighboring uh, countries. I mean, despite despite the fact that Bhutan is also a very sacred kingdom, uh, and in and within there are so many sacred sites but still the fact that the traveling wasn't that trendy in kingdom and you would just like choose to go out so that's when um uh, that's what I noticed and I observed and that's where I felt like I could do I could not really bring huge huge impact but Like I said earlier, I promised that I'll at least contribute to the travel industry in Bhutan, especially in promoting domestic tourism. And that's why I started to aggressively travel within Bhutan, religiously travel within Bhutan, write about the places, trekking places. I mean, okay, let's talk about trekking first. And, you know, like trekking and hiking, it was... it was as if like it was not meant for Bhutanese to enjoy our own mountains because if you go to the mountain you just bump into tourists and uh, the only the helpers are of course the Bhutanese the porters, the guide and stuff but mostly the guests were all tourists and that's when I was like wait hang on what is happening with Bhutanese people like are these mountains not us like I felt paramount need for me to actually at the same time also promote mountaineering in country and that's why i think i love uh, trekking more than the cultural and traditional experience i'm so sorry but yeah this is the fact so i would trek i would trek then i would write about uh, the trekking trails like trekking trails and uh truck path was Trek path I think yeah Loon, that was Dagala Dagala, one of the beautiful treks in Bhutan was one of my first that was that was uh in the year 20, 2019 i guess twenty nineteen and uh during that period of time still it was very new trekking was new amongst the bhutanese and uh, pilgrimage even pilgrimage was uh Wasn't that thing which many pilgrims enjoyed or took part in within Bhutan? Uh, Forget about culture and tradition. I mean, I feel like the fact that many people feel like we are Bhutanists already and they they might possibly be thinking like there's no need for us to experience more tradition and culture besides being Bhutanese, right? But as a traveler, as I went around, I felt the need of actually exploring more and experiencing various culture and tradition because it was different. Like we say, Bhutan is a very tiny kingdom, but then again, I'm like, as a traveler, now feel like Bhutan is so big like when it comes to culture and tradition from one place to different place it's like they have different festivals for instance lately I went to the east and I mean in east like like if if it's in Zonka we would have one festival which we call Seju right one grand festival whereas when I went to the east it was not just in district that they were having Techu's like tashikang Techu, right but then even at the geok level sub village geok means sub village like even in sub village level they had their own festival which was very different very unique compared to another village so in that sense they had like so many tradition and rituals which were very distinct and which are still not documented i wish many people come up and document their uh, unique culture and festival. So yeah in that sense Bhutan was very different and I felt the need to tell Bhutanese folks to actually go out there to experience those culture and tradition. And even when it came to like dialects oh my gosh talk about dialects like um, I read in some official documents that Bhutan is home to at least 20 25 or 21 yeah it it like 20s dialects but local dialects and as i went to different places you know like it's it's like so interesting that people had different dialects and yet like i was able to sort of like connect with them not only not because of the language, but because of like other random stuff. So in that sense, if you are a linguist, if you're interested to learn language, you just have to go out there, learn language for yourself. I mean, of course, you could enroll yourself as a Britannist to learn French, German or Chinese or... But I think if you know or get to learn different Bhutanese dialects, local dialects, it would be pretty interesting because when you travel, I mean, I, I mean, if you know the language, you can pretty much cut down the whole budget for yourself because once you feel comfortable communicating with the other person, who knows they might just like call you home. So yeah, the, these uh, were the different reasons or dif- these are. Uh, where some of the reasons where I felt the need for Bhutanese people to explore Bhutan for ourselves, like for ourselves. So, yep, this was the travel pattern amongst uh, fellow Bhutanese in Kingdom. And one fine day, pandemic hit the world, and Bhutan was not an exception. So, there was national lockdown, and right now, when some interviewer asks me, like, what do you th- what do you think about the pandemic or living with the pandemic? Uh, the first thing I tell them is, I feel like as a traveler, I feel like it was blessing in disguise because until that time, people re- really did not like explore the kingdom. But after the pandemic, when there was national lockdown, when people could not travel any fa- far from within the kingdom itself. They didn't have choice but to explore the beautiful country, and that's when I saw rise in domestic tourism. It was apparent through social media platform because it was during that uh, pandemic time that, out of frustration, I saw like I I saw like literally like some of my clothes—not really some, like a lot of my friends trekking. Travelling to different districts Experiencing different things Even like Experiencing Chinese Culinary and gastronomy stuff So in that And during that time I only saw Rise in domestic tourism Then on social media platform uh, uh, I came across Like many packages earlier, earlier It was just for tourists Right Only Um Travel agents or travel operators—they they would only cater for tourists or sell package uh, travel package to tourists, right? But this time, amid the pandemic, we were seeing like lots and lots of uh, uh, travel package. For instance, like trekking to Jumalari, doing snowman trek, traveling to pubjika traveling to extreme east. I mean, then then there were many people coming up with pilgrimage package, like pilgrimage package. I mean, they could have done it way before, but they did not until pandemic hit Bhutan, right? So, it was during that time when many uh, senior citizens or uh, many people started to go outdoor, go, pilgr- go for pilgrimage, and I was also one of them, like, because I've been traveling all the time by myself, that was when when travel operators came up with the pilgrimage package, that's when I told my mom and dad, let's go and travel with you know, mm. so within that period of time, I went with my mom and dad to very sacred sites, like in Singizong, which is known to be super sacred, but left very untrodden just before the pandemic so i went to sing his song with my with my father which was like my father's longest trek and travels of his life So my father went there and when I went to Singhizong and just before we started to trek, we have to go to district called Lipsey. So I was asking people and even the shopkeepers like what do you think about this trend now, the pilgrimage trend. And they shared like before pandemic, people would hardly trek to Singhizong, the sacred site of Guru Rinpoche. And now they have seen like thousands and thousands of pilgrimage pour into your district which is like where they are facing logistical difficulties in arranging or hosting the guests who are traveling from across the country to to places like remote places like Singezong right so I think that was also awakening time where the concerned stakeholders who were involved in tourism got the pinch of actually building more infrastructures uh in places like this because uh, gradually the landmarks started to sort of gain the popularity and then people started to travel in numbers it was not one like like hundreds of buses were traveling to the east for the pilgrimage i mean to visit the pilgrimage site so just like that then it was It was boosting the pilgrimage destination was on rise because Many pilgrims took interest in exploring then like currently some of the most popular pilgrimage uh, destinations like Singizong, Ajane in Mongar, uh, Nupsonapata in Ha, and a lot more and these places were at least explored for instance like Nuptonapata was also one of my first trekking destination I've been there like five years ago and now I see many people going there when they ask me like have you been there I'm like I've been there five years ago you know what I mean? So, so there was only rise. People were taking interest and people were getting to know about this revered destinations within the kingdom amidst the pandemic. And that's why I said, today I'm going to talk about the rise of domestic tourism. So, today, when I like, meet people in the street or when i meet people at conference or gatherings they always tell me like thanks tenka i've been to this place because of you i saw your post i read your blog i've seen this video and that sort of tempted or encouraged me to travel to that place so in that sense i felt like although i'm a mere traveler i feel i did make difference in sort of uh encouraging fellow bhutanese to travel and this is exactly one reason why i always make sure i write blog i write, i do vlog and i tell people about the places within the kingdom because i feel every time i travel and experience this exclusive destinations landmarks or you know culture and tradition i i do i feel like I'm here for the universe. I'm here for the fellow people to tell story. And like I said, in my first podcast, the importance of telling story. So that's why five years down the line, I'm still uh, telling stories, I'm still writing, and, and I'm still documenting. Nothing has changed within me for the last five years as a traveler as a vlogger as a blogger but what has changed is the scene in front of me before there were hardly any people traveling within the kingdom but now I see lots of Bhutanese traveling within the kingdom and that makes me the happiest so it's the people who are making me happy here so that's why I uh, I feel domestic tourism is here to stay. Many people are exploring now. And uh, it will only be endless journey if we pursue traveling within one's own country and within ourselves. And that's why I titled my book, The Travel Within. Uh, So, yeah, if you're interested to know about traveling within the kingdom... uh, If you wish to grab one of my books, you may uh, grab one and read. Uh, It's all my experience traveling within the kingdom. So, yeah, this is it for today's podcast. Uh, I hope I made sense. Uh, Until next time. And, yep, if you are interested to travel, don't sit and think and wish. You get nothing by just wishing if you don't act upon it. So, pack your back and hit the road or hit the mountain. Find the bliss there. This is your denker's getaway for now. Take care and thank you for listening.